everybody. I'm Jasmine. I'm Michelle. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carla. And we are Avow. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Today we're talking about dealing with delicate emotions like shame and guilt. Make sure to subscribe so you can be notified every time a new podcast is up and watch this video on YouTube. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Amplified Voice of Women. Hi guys, so we want to talk about something that I think we've all experienced at one point or another, um, and that's shame and guilt. And so shame is the awareness of having done something wrong or foolish, and guilt is the fact of being responsible for the commission of an, of an offense. So if you have toddlers, you know they have felt shame at one point or another. Yeah. Um, so it starts very, very young. Um, my toddlers know when they do something wrong, and they either try to hide it, or they'll look at me weird, or they immediately say, I'm sorry, mommy, I shouldn't have done that. It was an accident. Um, so it's this natural instinct that comes out of us, but where did it really start? And if we look at um, the Bible, we can see that it starts right in the beginning, in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, and I think um, Jasmine can touch a little bit on that um, um, verse. The, but... the Bible says that Adam and Eve were naked and unashamed. But the minute they sinned, the very first emotion that comes in is shame. And then shortly after, fear comes right in. So we know that mm-hmm. sh- uh, sorry, the enemy has been putting shame in our minds since that day in the garden. It's very strategic in that. I always say that the enemy can't get you to, well, can't get a Christian to do a normal sin. You know, the big sins, whatever you want to call them. But he will get you to start feeling shame about certain things or having you remember your past. And um, that's been his trick from, from the beginning. Uh, I, I have been very hard on myself previously for that. I felt like if you, if you felt shame, then that was humility. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn yeah. that, yeah, I felt like it was good kind of to feel shame because that means you're humble. That you're not just like, oh, you're not, you have to remember your past and you have to remember what God took you out of. Um, but God doesn't want us to sit in shame and he, does, he doesn't want us to live there. Um, I also learned that repentance is good. Shame is not of God, right? It's one thing to repent. Repentance, it draws us to God. Shame takes us completely away from God. It takes us in the, in the you know, ourself and what I have done. That there's basically shame says, well, I, I love this. Um, shame says what God did, what Jesus did on the cross wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good enough. His sacrifice wasn't good enough for me. So I'm going to sit here in shame. Um, and it's something the enemy puts in your head and, and you have to um, notice it. And it's hard because mm-hmm. sometimes you think you're just being humble. And no, but I, I need to kind of, I deserve to feel this way, right? Um, it's like when our kids do something and we're like, shame on you. Um, but it's kind of like we don't realize what we're doing, right? You can Because if you're saying shame on you, you're placing that on them. Yeah. So even even with the way we word things, we have to be delicate and and careful because um, I heard Kristen came one time said she heard her mom say shame on you and she was like no I take that off of you <laughs> like no you know no shame on you yes repent you did something wrong mm-hmm. but no shame because it's something that we carry from when we're little and that mm-hmm. it can carry into you know when you're when you're small tiny things not not that big of a deal yeah but then it grows into bigger things of in you know um, I committed you know I, I did something and then I hold it against me so bad that it's interfering with my relationship with God or my relationship with I think it, it, it stops you from really fulfilling the purpose that God has for you yeah. here on earth. So we feel shame and mm-hmm. we feel guilt. And it's almost like this dark thing is over us of like, oh my God, like I'm not good enough. Like I did this horrible thing or 
Um, I don't feel like I can do what God says I'm meant to do. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us, we see prophetic words and things like that. And it's like, oh, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And then there's some points in our lives where we believe it. And then there's other points where we kind of get shame and guilt that try to cover our minds and our thoughts. And all of a sudden, everything that was said to us before, like, I could never do that because of this whole shame that's covering my mind. Yeah. You know? When I think about... um, guilt and shame I kind of think about my teenage years because this is something my sister and I both kind of kind of wrestled with when we were like growing Mm -hmm. up and stuff but I feel like I never realized like how spiritual it actually Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and what kind of like drove it home one time like I for some reason I always remember this because it was crazy um, it was like a Wednesday night and we always had like youth services. And after that, I kind of had this running stream of thoughts, like you're not intrinsically good. Everything about you mm-hmm. leans toward the bad thing. Like there's no way you could be a Christian. You're like destined for hell. Like I was having like those narratives mm-hmm. like over and over. And my sister, like I snuck through her journals. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager, I'm just gonna Hashtag. confess. Well, hopefully, Mirabelle's But she was like dealing with the same stuff, and I'm like, yo, what the heck? But that night, while I was having those thoughts, she was having like kind of like this like nightmare where she saw the room and she saw like like images like surrounding my bed and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, this is actually like. A spiritual war that's going on and I feel like sorry I almost lost my train of thought I feel like when we're wrestling with shame and guilt really like it's a problem because it's an identity issue mm. like you yeah. you feel like you have to be perfect or perform in this way because you don't know that you're a daughter a son yeah. that yeah. kind of thing and I feel like once I started realizing, oh, wait, no, like, I'm his. Yeah. That that flipped everything around for me. Carla, I think you were going to bounce off something. <clears throat> I think, um, like you said, it reminded me of my, when I was younger, um, I would be in church and doing things that weren't that good. So I remember that voice, like that shame telling me, oh, you shouldn't go back to church. You shouldn't worship. Who are you to lift your hands? Remember what you mm-hmm. did? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And so I'm saying maybe that's a normal thing. It'll happen if you are doing things that are not okay. But not letting that from stop, that light stop you from mm-hmm. worship God, knowing that stopping that voice and say, yes, but I'm his, like you said, yeah. and I'm going to worship even in my mess. Even when I failed, mm-hmm. um, if I fall, you lift me up and I will continue to worship you. And I'm not leaving anywhere. I'm going to come to church because it's supposed to be a hospital. It's supposed exactly. to be, you're supposed to be there with your mess and when you fail, fail too. So, yeah. yeah. And I think um, I was just trying to look up the definition, but there's a difference between, especially when you were talking about believers, there's a difference between shame and conviction mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit comes to convict us. And so if, example, I did something and maybe I disrespected my children in a way Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have, um, immediately you almost Mm -hmm. feel that shame, Mm -hmm. but then you also feel conviction. And so you have to kind of, conviction is is amazing because Holy Spirit is like, hey, like kind of nugging you, like that wasn't okay. But there's, there's that grace that comes with it. 
and then you, you go to repentance mm-hmm. and repentance says okay I'm turning away from this a hundred percent like help me not do that again mm-hmm. um, but shame kind of makes you stay there and shame's like oh I'm a horrible mother now all of a sudden yeah. I'm a horrible wife that's mm-hmm. now all of a sudden I'm a, a horrible daughter and notice how mm-hmm. that's changing and, your and identity it, like oh I am this you're believing exactly. it. It's like you become this one mistake you made, and now you you're you, you you're punishing it. yourself. Yeah, it. exactly. You punish yourself, and then shame leads to to fear, fear of being punished, or fear of uh, I like not being who the person that you should be, or, mm-hmm. or want to be, or that God says you are, and it just leads to all those negative things. So, just just. I guess in all that to say that there is a difference between feeling shame and feeling convicted by something. Mm-hmm. We know when we mess yeah. up. Yeah. And that doesn't always mean you're feeling shame, um, but just kind of trying to learn the difference between the two of them. Yeah. That also stops you from receiving something good. You mm-hmm. feel like yes. you can't receive something good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, God can love me or forgive me. No, I, I don't deserve it. I'm not worth it. Yeah, that's good. And I think the world deals with this kind of in two ways, right? There's that mommy guilt that it's kind of like laughed at. Like, yeah, no. Oh, everybody has mommy guilt. Hashtag mommy guilt, right? And we all kind of participate and then put ourselves in it. Because believe me, I have said mommy guilt 500 times probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Or then there's the way the world tries to say, oh, no, suppress, suppress, suppress. You're not feeling guilt. That's who you're supposed to be. That's who you're supposed to be. Or, you know, like making you think, no, that's okay. That shame is fine. That shame is, is fine that you're experiencing. So uh, I think it's kind of also seeing what the, what our climate, whatever our culture is saying. Um, not that I don't, I don't want to participate in, in, in just being okay with, yeah, mommy guilt. Every mom has it. Yeah. And being able to, to not be in that guilt, mm-hmm. to not be in that shame and receive that grace. Yeah. You know, we say right now we're here. It's late. We've been here a long time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that, that quick guilt that still tries to come in like, oh, are you going to get to put your kids to sleep today? Yeah. Are you going to get to do that? And we have to say, you know what? God has us here doing his work. And then his grace is going to cover and be with my kids. And then if, I, if we miss anything, he's got the rest. Mm-hmm. And be okay with that. And, you know, vice versa. When we're having to be at work or anything else, know that, you know what, God, you've got me. Your, your grace covers everything. And know that I can't be perfect. I'm not going to be able to be everywhere. And I think that kind of helps, yeah. you know, reduce the shame and the guilt that we feel sometimes when we realize God's grace actually covers what we yeah. can't do. Yeah. And I think... Uh, Shame doesn't let you start over. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think that, like, kind of what you were saying, it's, you know, you, you feel a certain way as a mom, especially, like, at the end of the day, and you kind of look through your day, and you're like, oh, man, like, I <laughs> screwed up today. Um, but shame shame uh, pushes you to stay in that place to then wake up even worse yeah. and wake up with an even, uh, like, greater feeling of, I'm just not a good mom. And then you kind of go that day like that, and then it it leads on to weeks and weeks and weeks, and all of a sudden you're living this life of shame. Um, So I think it's it's paying attention to that. I think I I experienced a lot of guilty in that sense when I was uh, pregnant Mm -hmm. because Liam wanted it to run. He wanted it to go Mm -hmm. to the park. He wanted Mm -hmm. me to play all day with him. And I was so tired. I had no strength to do nothing. I would walk from here to there. I can't do that. Done. <laughs> yeah, so I sometimes I would cry and say, "I'm a horrible mom," yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I can't play with them. And so, all right. Or when I raised my voice a little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Absolutely. Like, oh, I think you did it too. <laughs> it wasn't. That was my mom would always tell me do that. Us. Oh, you don't want to hold her too much, or you don't want to <laughs> do this. Too much. I'm like. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my baby. As long as I want. Yeah. <laughs> do yeah. whatever I want. Yeah, that's what I did mm-hmm. too. I yeah. usually did it too much because he still sleeps <laughs> sometimes. So. It's okay. One day they'll be 10 and they'll want to sleep in their own bed. And you'll miss them sneaking into your room every once in a while. I want to <laughs> have that mentality now. I understand them more. So I try to cut them more yeah. with him and say, no, yeah, that's okay. You can stay here with me. You can hug you, you know, one day. And I try to picture that. That day that it will happen. It will happen, guys. I think a... Um, a way to kind of like fight against shame or you uh-huh. know I don't know kind of dismiss it or something um, I think a lot of times <clears throat> what happens is if we do something wrong or you know something we know we're not supposed to do or whatever um, a lot of times we don't always plainly confess it mm. or plainly say it so it, it kind of lingers in our head like something as simple as I screamed a little too much at my children or yeah. whatever you know um, it doesn't have to be something completely like dark or you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's something as small or as big, <clears throat> and we kind of keep that in instead of like just plainly just talking to the Lord yeah. about it. Like, hey, I really Confessing did this, and kind of bring open. it out, bring yeah. it out to the light. Um, you know, that whole uh, thought of keeping secrets with the enemy kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like, no, I'm gonna say it out loud. Okay, I did this, and I love these two verses one says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness um so there is a way out it's you know i think that the enemy always tries to make us think like this is it this is the end of the road because it's the end of his road yeah but it's not the end of our road um and so when we're able to just freely open up our heart and our mind and say hey i did this i know it wasn't okay but just come and, and cleanse me from right from my unrighteousness. And you you say I am righteous, so I'm going to partner with that. Um, like and, that. And turning away from those feelings of feeling guilty, feeling unrighteous, feeling like the enemy wants us to feel, but mm-hmm. turning the other way and saying, no, like you're telling me I am righteous, so I'm going to partner with that and, and partnering with what he did on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, having this conversation with you guys kind of reminded me of like, I guess like my spiritual journey and stuff and I think we we all kind of grew up in similar church environments like very religious very traditional and stuff like that and I remember turning 18 and wanting to kind of like figure out who God is or who God was like for myself and um so I kind of like learned about him as a father I'm like okay yeah of course he's gonna always love me because I'm his child but, like, I remember having an experience where I kind of learned about God as a lover and how, like, it's almost romantic because, like, mm-hmm. he chooses us and he has eyes for us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so God had been, like, ministering to me about that uh, in private. And then I had this moment. It was in church on a Sunday. And I remember looking over to Miguel and I was like, wow. Like, and remind you, I was... How old was I? Like 20, 21. My whole life being brought up in church. And I looked over to him and I was like, I feel worthy. Like, after all this time, I finally feel, like, worthy. I remember mm-hmm. th- that season in your life. Cause yeah. Because I remember you telling me that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just wanted to share that with you guys. And um, I guess, like, maybe for whoever's listening, like, you can adopt that too. Like, just the knowledge that... Um, you are seen and known and loved exactly 
how you are and, and God has like a really cool way of like working through that mm-hmm. process with us. Um, did anybody else have something to add? I did have a verse I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. It is Second Timothy chapter one verse twelve. It says, The confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. For I have an intimate revelation of this God, and my faith in him convinces me that he is more than able to keep all that I've placed in his hands safe and secure until the film until the fullness of his appearing. So I just thought that that was like hitting the nail on the head right there. (laughs) Um, Guys, we have been at this for a couple hours. And I'm sorry if it's a little kooky, but thank you guys so much for staying with us. Make sure to subscribe so you can be notified every time a new podcast is up. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Amplified Voice of Women. Remember, you are loved. You are worthy. You have a purpose. And you have a voice.